Guys, what's up? It's another day. Today is the NBA Awards Show 2018. Discussing the MVP, discussing the Sixth Man of the Year, the Rookie of the Year, the Defensive Player of the Year, and I got a special guest with me on JKB Sports, and this is my homeboy Nathaniel. Known him for years, I'm let him take over. Hello? Nathaniel. Yo, what's good? Okay, my guy. I gave the, the crowd a little brief intro. You want to just give a little bit, a, a quick introduction by yourself? All right, yo. So my name's Nathaniel. Uh, most people call me NJ through social media. Uh, huge basketball fan. 27 years old, so I've been playing basketball, watching basketball my entire life. So, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Like, And I can vouch for that. That's a strong cosign because I know this brother's been watching ball, hooping, Oh, yeah, from Kids, time. time. <laughs> I know this guy for like I I told him I'm like I known him for a while, but I've known Nathaniel for like I'm 25, turning 26, since like for about 20 years at least. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. Crazy man, but yeah. So I was saying the MVP. Um, personally, I think that the the meaning of the award has been kind of tainted because they have so many different angles and storylines that take into effect who the MVP is. It's not almost who the best player in the NBA is or the most viable player to the most, you know, to whatever situation. It's more just like a who has the best stats or who has the best record in the NBA. What do you think? And who's your MVP? So... In terms of, like, what you're saying, I agree. Like, there's there, – there is a lot of definitions. Like, that – I find, like, in terms of awards, like, who deserves to win, like, every year someone has, like, a different definition. Because you look at the, a perfect example last year, which it bothers me so much. Like, I don't feel for one second that Westbrook deserved MVP last year. In my okay. I, and, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. And the reason why I say that because – Look at all the years past, like 99% of the time, the person that's won MVP has usually been on like a top two, top three seed. If you look at for the majority of the MVPs, especially in recent memory, you have like, um, let's say, for example, when Curry was winning. Curry, when he beat Harden the first time for the MVP, um, the Warriors went 67 and 15. So he won MVP that year. And exactly. They, they had the best record in the league, even though that year Harden he he carried the Rockets when Dwight Howard missed half of the season. Yeah, I remember he had his back. Right, you put the team on his back. Like I swear, Josh Smith and um, I think yeah, he had he had a bad team, and they were down to the Clippers, and they came back and beat the Clippers that year. Exactly, he had a terrible team, and like he was still yeah, like you said, he was putting the team on his back, but he didn't win MVP that year because the Warriors they had a sixty-seven and fifteen record, so they had, you know so they gave him MVP. Yeah. And so especially that year, you look at when KD won, you know OKC. I think they were like either a top two, top three seed that year. So for the most part, that's how it's been working. But then, yeah, you have to have a dominant team more than just be kind of like. Exactly, but then know. everything changed last year with how when Westbrook won because. Yeah, I agree because the whole triple double situation. I personally think my bad since you, but I personally think that Russell Westbrook was stat chasing. Yo, honestly, I agree with you. yo. Like, let me tell you like how much like hate I think I got through that because like through social media, like I had so many debates with people about that because. You look at Westbrook, like, first of all, that's a, an entirely different topic, like, with triple-doubles and whatnot. But yeah. triple-doubles can be an incredibly overrated thing. 
Like, I don't want to get... Uh, totally over... Totally. Because it doesn't really correlate with win and losing. It doesn't. Mm. So when you look at that from a perspective of... Like, I've had so many debates with my boys about, like, especially with triple-doubles. Because you look at what Westbrook was doing. Like, I don't have any problem with a double-double. If you can get me 10 points, whatever, 20 points and 10 assists, that's very impressive at the end of the day. But as soon as you add the rebound... At the end of the day with the rebounds... That padded, yeah. That padded at the end of the day. Like, there's nothing impressive about literally having the rest of your mans on your team clearing out so that you can get rebounds. Yeah, like, it it just like re- Basically, I would say defensive uncontested rebounds is the most overrated stat in basketball, and all that does it makes it look pretty on paper because you got the triple double. Like, I respect yeah. Westbrook get a great season, but if you put that in comparison to Harden last year, not nah, because the uh, the Thunder were the sixth seed. Um, like obviously the playoffs has nothing to do with that. I mean, they got killed by the Rockets in the playoffs, but they were the same. Yeah. Look at that. Ninety nine percent of the time, you have to be a top two, top one seed to uh to win. Everything. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be looking. Yeah, you gotta be carrying the team. Teams looking nice. Everything's yeah. flowing. Yeah, OKC. Yeah, they struggled last year. They barely got in last year. I think last year because it's hilarious because um last year I think they won like forty eight games. They were six seed. This year you add PG, you add Melo. And then they still win about the same amount of games anyway. They still get bounced in the first round. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, I, I personally, like, I'm not a huge fan of either Harden or Westbrook, to be honest. But Harden deserved it last year. And that brings it into this year. Like, I'd say that Harden deserves it uh, this year as well. Actually. See, I disagree because I think LeBron deserves it. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's even close, honestly, mm. because Harden added CP3. So you have mm. another, which I've, I've said before on my on, on like segments before, I think Chris Paul is probably, to me, he might be the most not complete. I want to say he's the most complete or top five complete point guards ever. And he could be top two ever. I think if he had more size like Magic Johnson, I think he'd be better yeah. than Michael, uh, Magic Johnson because he can't. Johnson couldn't shoot. Chris Paul has mm-hmm. a mid range, has a three point game, pick and roll, you know what that is. Lobs, open man, always. His passing is handled. I think that he can probably be the most complete guard. And he has a post game, right? So you add Chris Paul to Harden, and now Harden's able to, you know, you know, his points came down, his rebounds came down, his assists came down. And then in LeBron's case, you strip any team he has and mm. give you gives him a bunch of six men, and he's still able to do what he did in the in the in the playoff and before the playoffs because it doesn't count. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he brought a bunch of six men mm. to actually to some relevancy. Mm, I I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. I don't know. Like, it's tough because you have to look at it from the perspective of he, he doesn't play defense anymore. That's one thing you have to look at. Like, if you look okay, at... Okay, like, but we all know that LeBron... When LeBron James wants to strap up, he straps up. He, he cannot afford to play LeBron-type defense because I think if LeBron's playing defense, he's playing defense to strap up and to lock down. LeBron doesn't mm. play this kind of, I'm letting you go buy me defense, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if he plays defense like how he wants to, he cannot play offense like how he has to. He probably wants to. I think if, like, if this is going to be a whole other conversation, but let's say LeBron leaves. Yeah. Right? And he goes to a team, like, the, uh, let's say he goes to Lakers and they get Paul George and Kawhi, which I don't really, I thought it was going to happen before, but I don't really see it happening as much as I did before now. But mm-hmm. if he goes to Philly where Embiid and Simmons, and you have mm. Covington, and then you have LeBron. I think mm. when you get that, you can see him play more defense because he has Simmons there. 
he hasn't been there. So, you know what I mean? Like, he can take a break. He hasn't been able to take a break in, like, a few years. I agree with that. But then you look at, look at like, other examples. Because a perfect example is the Spurs, where besides Kawhi and Aldridge, there wasn't, there's not that much talent. Like, especially since Duncan retired, you can't say that there's been that much talent on the Spurs. And look at what Kawhi does. Yes, granted, he's younger. He's a lot younger than LeBron. But if you look at it, where he has to play on both, for them to be successful, he has to play both sides of the ball. He's one of the best defenders in the league, and he's an amazing player. Yeah, and he's player. 25, 26. LeBron's 33. But then at the same time, because I see LeBron when he wants to, when he's engaged, he can play great defense. But the problem is a lot of times he's incredibly lazy. It's not as if, like, <laughs> ability to play defense. I've seen so – like, I forget what game it was. I don't know if it was against the Celtics in the playoffs, but this guy literally, he didn't run back on offense. After he made a shot, like, he literally just stood out of bounds and waited for the plate or whatever. I'm like, you know, like I, I get it at the end of the day. You don't have that much help. Besides Kevin Love, there's not really that much help on the team. And you can't even call I, him help no more either. That guy's trash. You know, honestly, it depends. Like, Love, like, <laughs> one place, the next game, like, yo, he's inconsistent. But at the end of the day, I don't know, man. Like, with LeBron, like, I understand he had to carry the load and whatnot. They still won. I think they won, like, 50-something games. But you have to look at it, man. Like, especially the first half of the season – um, with all the, uh, you know, him not playing defense. And then look at what they had to do. They had to make those, like, it seems like every single time with LeBron, if you look at the first year he came back to Cleveland, look at all those trades they had to make um, uh, in midseason. When first, that first half of the season, they had, like, Dion Waiters, these guys, they had to trade for J.R. Smith, Amon Shumpert, Mozgov. Yeah. And they might not even have made the finals if they didn't make those trades. Then last year, this man saying, like, oh, I need to play. You, th- you think this is all because LeBron doesn't play defense? No, 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 it's not all about defense, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, like, I don't know, it's, it's off topic, but like, just, I don't know, man, <laughs> to be honest, like, yeah, I can, yeah, the defense part, compared to Harden, like, Harden obviously is not. Yeah, amazing. because if we're, if we're talking MVPs, you want to talk about no defense, like, are we talking, are, like, what, what are we that's saying? A part of it. That's a part of it at the end of the day, because if you focus on all the offensive numbers, yeah, like, his, he had, well, I think it might have been a career high i can't remember in his assists obviously his points were up but that's that's a huge part of the game because you can put up all the numbers offensively but think about it if he was playing much better defensively right in certain then he would then he would be the clear-cut mvp Mm. if lebron james could play not could if he wanted to play defense and if he did play defense he would be the Mm. clear-cut mvp because really the only knock is the defense Mm-hmm. That's kind of the only knock is that when LeBron gets lazy or he reserves his energy for offense. Other mm-hmm. than that, if he was playing defense like how we know he can, MVP mm-hmm. for sure. But his team is so lack, and at the end of the day, it's pretty much what he does. So, but yeah. then again, it goes back to what we were talking about before because, like, how I was mentioning, like, with being on a top seed, right? Like, I was always typically going to the first or second seed for the most part. The Cavs, from what I remember, I think they were the fourth seed because you had... Um, yeah, you uh, have... Yeah, everybody's... After Boston, uh, Philly... Yeah, and then Cavs. Credit to you for... But look what happened. But then, I, I see, that's the thing, because I, I hear what you're saying with the seeds, because I agree, mm-hmm. but Cleveland is the one seed in the East every single year by choice mm-hmm. or by not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they choke... I think at this point, LeBron doesn't care about seedings. He goes, let him, who's the easiest path? What's the easiest path? And this is the second year in a row. He decided to get the Raptors in the second round. And both years, he swept Raptors. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 100%, I'm like 100% sure, bro, that LeBron James sets it up so he gets the Raptors second round. Because you're not facing 
Philadelphia second round. You're not facing Boston second round. You're not trying to face Milwaukee. You know what I mean? You set yourself up to get Raptors second round. They did it last year. They avoided Washington in the second round. This year, mm-hmm. they did it, and they got Raptors second round, and they sucked them again. And then RP to Dwayne Casey, but someone had to go, but... Yo, the Raptors are honestly, like, just, like, they're... I don't, like... To talk about the Raptors, like, in comparison to any other team, because look at the fact that Boston took them, uh, the Cavs, to seven games without... You know for a fact, like, you can't even deny that if they had Kyrie... First of all, I'm not even going to talk about Hayward. If they had Kyrie, the, the Celtics were going to the finals. Like, that's no doubt in my I mind. I don't know, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You go seven games. You go seven games without your two best players where you have a rookie in Tatum stepping up. You have Jalen Brown where he didn't have that much playoff experience last year. So this year he had to step up in the playoffs. Horford is a solid veteran. He's an all-star type player. But at the same time, you don't have that closer. You don't have that guy in Curry. That's the reason. Yeah, but you know, but then you wouldn't have had Terry Rozier. How do you know that Kyrie would have been more or less effective than Terry Rozier? Yo, you you can't even make a comparison between Of Rozier course and not, but in the terms but like I don't know, because you wouldn't have seen what Terry Rozier can do. You wouldn't have had that ball movement and that freestyle basketball where everybody chipped in. You have more Kyrie ISO. And who knows that that would have, you know, if you slowed the game down, then you play in LeBron's favor. Because when you play that fast-paced, push the ball, quick shots, and you make LeBron run back on D, run back on O, push the fast break, that tires him out. So I think if Kyrie was there, maybe with the ISO and the slow down, that maybe could have worked in Cleveland's favor. I probably not and say that Boston probably would have wanted if that was the case. But if you factor in from the regular season, because I know Kyrie, he's not a big assist guy at the end of the day. I think he only averaged like five assists per game. But it's not even just about the assists. He was more oriented in terms of uh, passing the ball this season. Like I watched the games where this guy was like, he was more, he put in more effort to say like, okay, let me get my man open at the end of the day compared to passers. Because I know in Cleveland, there's times where he's like, yo, let me just take over. And sometimes in Boston, he still had to do that because at the end of the day, they're young. you know, young guys, it's actually he has to take over the game, right? But at the same time, if you add Kyrie, there's no doubt in my mind. You add a guy that at any point can give you 30 points, at any point. And then factor in if you add Hayward as well, the Cavs have nobody to stop that because you have two offensive weapons right there throwing Horford, um, Tatum, and Jalen. Mm-hmm. It would have been I hear you. I hear you. So just to, just to remind the folks, so I got LeBron for MVP. He's probably not going to win it. It's probably going to go to hard, like you said. But mm-hmm. I hope that it goes to LeBron because he had an amazing season with a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> so that's my take. But switching gears quickly. So we have the defense player of the year. I think that um, it's going to be tough. Gobert missed time. He missed, I think, what, a month? He missed a month this year with his knee. Yeah, something like that. And then Embiid kind of on and off. He was resting at the beginning of the year, took games off. You know, his foot injury, they take it easy. Until after the offside game, then they started letting him play game after game after game on back-to-backs. And then you have AD who... Ah, see, like, obviously he's a great defensive player, but I don't know if it's, like... If he's just athletic and gets blocks or if he actually plays good man defense, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He play, he's a good health defender. I don't know if I can call him a good on-ball defender. Uh, so this is kind of like every everybody has a question on the defense for the year, in my opinion. So I really don't know who's going to get it. 
that's honestly the one for me. If you look at all the awards every single year, defensive player of the year, a lot of times it's so subjective at the end of the day because in order to gauge who's like truly a good defender, it's not just about like, yeah, you can look at stats online and whatnot, but you have to actually watch the game. So yeah. Like sometimes you're like, okay, how do I value like Draymond over Kawhi as a defensive player and stuff like that? So it's very, very hard sometimes to say, like, okay, this guy definitely deserves defensive player of the year because there's so much factors. You have to look yeah. at yeah, look you look at when you actually watch the game. So to be honest, that that's probably the only award that like I'm not 100% sure who's going to win, to be honest. Or like I don't have like a clear cut like uh, uh, view of who's going to win that, to be honest. I think I think the defense player in the year should go to someone in the Western Conference almost every year because mm-hmm. they're facing better, we all know better competition in the West. They're facing yeah. better competition more often than the East is. Mm-hmm. So when when Kawhi gets it, Honestly, I don't really have a problem with it. When Draymond mm-hmm. gets it, I don't have a problem with it. I didn't like when Marcus Gasol got it. But you don't really see... I don't remember the last... I think it was KG was the last mm-hmm. Eastern Conference player to get defense player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she was on Boston in 08 when they won. Um, I can't even remember. Like, I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. That. I'm pretty sure that's the last person in the East. Because mm-hmm. LeBron hasn't got it. Or Dwight got it too. Dwight got yeah, it. Yeah, Dwight. Yeah, he would have won it afterwards. Yeah, so Dwight. Good. Okay, yeah. So Dwight Howard. But yeah. more of the story. It's been a while. More times you see the West Conference guys get it. Kawhi got it. Draymond got it. Marcus all got it. Past couple of years. But who do you say out of eight? At uh, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, and Rudy Gobert, who do you say? Uh, I feel like because there's a part of it like with the media they like to go for the favorite because obviously eighty out of that is the best player, mm-hmm. he's the most player. So I feel like there could just be, like, a media bias towards him. They say, like, even if he didn't necessarily have the best defensive year. Yeah, give it might... give it to a young face. Exactly. Because, um, like, from, from what I've seen and what I've heard this year, like, uh, watching the games and just hearing, like, a lot of people have been favoring Gobert. Yeah. For the, I would say that. I, I think his, his name is becoming more popular around the league just because, like, he's starting to get, I think, a little more vocal. He's starting to, like... When you watch him play, he looks more like he's animated. He's talking more, like you know what I mean. He shows more energy yeah. in, in life. Mm-hmm. I think that makes him start to win people over. Then obviously you have Embiid, who's social media heavy, troll <laughs> troll guy. You see, what he, you see what he did with, with, with the Lakers. Yeah, it's not the Lakers started five. He got a bunch of white guys and put Lakers starting five. But that's crazy. But yeah, like you know what I mean. I hear you with the AD thing, but I think Gobert. Despite missing time, and I know you're not supposed to, but I think taking in the playoffs into effect and the way he completely locked down Westbrook's drive, drives to the paint and allowed Utah to win because they should have won in five. It took them six, but they should have won in five because game five, that was when um, Gobert had five fouls in the third quarter, and they were down by 20, and Westbrook had that 50-point game, and he went berserk. All yeah, because of Gobert not being on the court. As soon as Gobert uh, came back in game six, that was a wrap. Mm, mm. And that's when that's when Russ took 43 jump shots, which is, again, another story for another day. But because <laughs> yeah, that just proves the point. But I think that, you know, uh, Gobert might get it based off what he did in the playoffs. Mm, mm-hmm. That's why I got I- can see it to be honest, yeah, that's the only one. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of undecided on. But if I had to bet money, let's say I'd probably lean towards Gobert. 
I'd probably say that, if anything. Yeah. But then I wouldn't mind if Embiid got it because, yeah, like the whole thing said with the young face and the social media and, and you know, like they're out there. You want to, you know, make it an award where it's like, you know, you're giving your best players credibility. Yeah. You know, I think Embiid couldn't get it. I don't know if AD is as marketable as Embiid. Because you don't really hear a lot about AD outside of the actual the NBA season like you hear about Embiid. Yeah, that's true because, yeah, he's not really, like, a talker on social media. Like, Embiid, yeah. Yeah, AD's more of a quiet guy. Like, I come to work, I put work in, and I go home. Embiid yeah, does all the extracurricular jokes, the class clown type of guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think I think Gobert, but I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Embiid got it. You say Gobert, but you wouldn't be surprised if AD got it, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That works. Okay, so not much debate there. And then we have the sixth man where we actually got somebody from the Raptors representing. So we got Fred Van Fleet, we got Eric Gordon, and six got Lou Will. Mm. Right off the bat, I think Lou Will should be disqualified because he played starters minutes for, like, majority of the season. He was playing, like, almost 40 minutes a game at a, at a stretch. Uh so, Lou Will, I think, is obviously just – he's going to get the stats because he has the numbers. But mm. Eric Gordon, what he did with his time, and even – I, as much as I don't like the Raptors, well-documented, by the way. Those guys are scrubs. Van Fleet made the Raptors bench look like like world beaters. Uh. It was crazy. I, I, I don't even really watch Raptors, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. But everything I hear, I hear Van Fleet. Van Fleet. I'm watching highs and see Van Fleet. And now I'm watching playoff games and I'm looking at these guys and looking to Van Fleet like Van Fleet's Kobe. Mm. So I'm, I'm like, what was this guy doing all season for this guy to be like getting the ball over the Rose and Lowry in crunch time? Uh. So I'm like, I don't really know. I pick Eric Gordon, but I I gotta give Van Fleet some love. I can't I can't totally diss the man. Mm. But yeah, who do, you, who do you got? For me, I'm going Lou Williams. Like, the, the thing about the sixth man to me, it it's not even based upon, like, anything besides your production off the bench. Because at the end of the day, like, Jamal Crawford's won it, like, a billion times. He's not even a great player at all. Like, all he does <laughs> is score. Like, he's always low shooting percentages. Yeah, like, when he shoots the ball. Pass, it doesn't do anything, but like if he gets you 15 points off the bench, then he's gonna get the award. That's why, even the year that Lou Williams, uh, well, it depends because there was a year that Lou Williams already won in Toronto, and I think Isaiah Thomas should have won that year, but I think they gave it to Lou Williams only because the Raptors they had a they had a better they said, Let me give it to the, the guy on the better team, yeah. But for the part, there's not like true like criteria to awards uh, who wins uh, the six man of the year, it's more so just like okay, if you can score a lot off the bench, we're gonna give you the award, yeah. So gonna go to, yeah, turn with a high I, score. Because Lou Williams, he like uh, he didn't make the All Star team, but like he had a good um like uh. And people were upset about that, which is kind of cool or kind of funny to me that they were really like, "Yo, Lou Williams should deserve it. He should have got it." I'm like, "Wait, what?" So he was salty, yo. This man was mad upset about. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. Especially because Jimmy Butler didn't play; he was injured. And Lou Williams was salty, but and they asked Jimmy <laughs> Butler. I know you seen Jimmy Butler. He was like. We'll put the game check up. You can play one on one for it. I'm uh, like, Lou, I don't want to see Jimmy Butler. Period. <laughs> oh man, but 
yeah, man. Like in terms of the six man, that that's pretty much what it is, man. Like if you can, if you have good production off the bench, like you don't have to be like an actual like great all around player to win six man of the year. Because I think Lou he averaged like twenty points a game. See, that's that's like that. a good point too. Because I think if that was the case, Andre Iguodala, Andre Iguodala is my six man. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my dog, and Bro. I think because he's not a scorer and he doesn't put up that fifteen, but he always makes the right decisions basketball wise. His IQ is high. It is, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he, he plays within the game, within the system, and he does it really well, and he plays good defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andre comes in the game, and he changes the game in so many different ways other than just scoring, which is what Lou Will and Eric Gordon major in. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like you said, they want the points. Who comes in the, who comes in the game and, you know, and puts up shots and, and scores? That's what usually it goes to, so. Mm. Yeah, so Louisville's a good pick. But my pick, honestly, is I think Louisville has to get it. But mm. maybe they might be nice to give it to Van Fleet. Oh, I I changed my mind. I said Eric Gordon. I'm seeing Van Fleet. I said give, give it to the Toronto guy because Yo, he, he didn't make the best look crazy. And – about the Raptors. The only people that care about the Raptors are Canadians. Yo. No Americans That's... care about the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It's crazy because it's true. Because even when you watch it, it's true. These guys don't give. Only Barkley. Only Chuck gives Raptors a little bit of clout. And Jalen Rose tried to do it until they burned him. But. Mm. Yeah, man. Oh, the coach of the year. How could I forget? Coach of the year. KC. Dude, they give it to the man that got fired. That's the question. Did they give it to you? Know, you're mad. You, I know you're a Celtics fan. Did Brad Stevens get it? See, that this is the thing, man. Like, it's tricky. Like, I feel like my gut says they're gonna give it to Casey at the end of the day. They're gonna give it to the man who got fired. But Stevens, like, I'm not even being biased. Here. Like, yeah, I'm a huge Celtics fan, but I'm not being biased. If you look at what Brad Stevens did for this team this year. Hayward gets injured in the first game of the season. The first, first the season. first five minutes. First five minutes. So then after that, nobody knows how the Celtics are going to do this year. They don't know if they're going to be like a top four seed or whatever. It's true. That, that, the expectation is dropped after Hayward. Exactly. They lose the first two games of the season. Then they go on a 16-game winning streak. Then Kyrie, he gets hurt. But then they're still winning games. They're, they're, they're beating OKC. They're beating Portland. They're beating all these teams without um, Kyrie. And, like, obviously the players doesn't have an indication of what happens, you know, in terms of the regular season awards. But look at what they did in the playoffs. There's many people, no one thought, a lot of people didn't think that they were going to beat the Bucs. No I, I actually, my I had them getting beat by the Bucs in the first round. Because I thought Giannis and Bledsoe, okay, we're not going to get into this, but Bledsoe disappointed me big time. Because I'm a big, I'm a big Bledsoe fan, honestly. I, I, I love the way he plays, like, he's my height. He's huge. Mm-hmm. He's a monster. He plays hungry, but he just didn't have it. And I was like, for a man who was waiting to make the playoffs, and I thought would make a big splash. He kind of just looked bad. Yo, he got outplayed by Rozier, man. That was Rozier. That like, was of first... Rozier's coming out party. That's when he crossed it, yeah. hit the game winner. And I was like, dang. So it was like, yo. So that's what I'm saying. Imagine if Kyrie was there, man. It could have been even worse because, like, that was Rozier's first like big time minutes yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, it was. And he ate it. Ate mm-hmm. it. So that's what I was saying. Like, you look at, like, no, I don't think there was really anybody that thought Celtics were going to beat Philly without Kyrie and Hero. Because for me, like, I said, okay, Celtics were going to beat the Bucks in seven. I was correct. Mm-hmm. With the Philly, 
I was tweeting. I'm like, okay, I'm saying that this, the Celtics were going to win, but in my heart, I honestly didn't even know. I was just like, yo, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> let me my team, yo. But they still won. They beat them in five games. And when, so they, like, when they won, I was like, oh, my gosh, Brett Brown. That's, that's when you really saw how good of a coach Brad Stevens was. So there, there was a play call. I seen that. He made Tatum come up for the pick and set a back screen. Horford rolled down, and the other defender went up mm. and drew that defender out. And Horford had a small in the paint and had the yeah. layup. And when I seen that play call, I was like, wow. If mm. that's not the best coach in the league, I don't know who is. Because I see Casey drawing up half-court threes for Van Fleet, and then I see that. It's like, <laughs> this is why the Raptors don't get the job done. Even though Casey has the best record in the Raptors franchise history, best record yeah. in the East, it meant absolutely nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you should give it to Stevens over Casey. Because Casey's, you know, records meant nothing. And it made it even more of a disappointment. And ended up costing his, him his job. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. now, just Casey, I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all already know, but. Dwayne Casey is now coach of the Detroit Pistons, coaching Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, and Bobby Sherwoda, a.k.a. Reggie Jackson. Right? (laughs) That's where Casey is now. Right? So, I don't know. I I think you have to give it to Stevens because Casey got fired. If Casey gets it and got fired, that just looks bad for the Raptors, especially because who they signed? Nick Nurse? Yo, I didn't even know who that man was until a couple days ago. Nick Nurse. Oh my gosh! I could never be rap. I don't know how you- Canadians are Raptors fans. Honestly, the people like yo, my boys get on me like for being like Canadian, being a Celtics fan. Like yo, why don't you cheer for the Raptors? Like yo, you see what the Raptors like? Literally, there was only one year in Raptors franchise. Well, for the most part, that I I could actually be like okay, like they they impressed me. Like when they went to the East Finals <laughs> and took- lost to Iverson. Like that, okay, yeah, that year when they went, uh, 2001, they went to the semis, Vince Carter, everybody knows, every Canadian knows about, like, I remember watching that, like, and th- I was so devastated when Vince Carter missed that shot, yo. But, like, that time, when they made it to the semifinals against... That Boston, was, like, the peak for me. That was my peak of basketball for Toronto. Bro, that time, and then exactly, and then a couple years ago when they took the Cavs to uh, six games... That was impressive too because that year, at the time, that was the most franchise, uh, most wins they had in franchise history. I think they went won like fifty six games that year, and then because everybody thought that the Cavs were going to sweep them because Cavs, I think, dominated them in the first two games and the Raptors yeah, came, came back and won the, the next two years. And the funny thing is, that's the last time the Raptors beat Cleveland in the playoffs. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh man, man. So like you look at you look at it like example like how is it that the Raptors were completely healthy first first of all for the entire season i don't think they really had any major injuries besides i think van Vliet getting hurt at the very end of, i don't remember if it was in the playoffs or the very end of the season he got hurt but they were healthy for the most part celtics all these injuries they take cavaliers to seven games raptors can't even get one, one win and one and win. you know the thing the thing was is that like raptors just look so bad they just mm. even, game one that's like okay you guys blew it blew it mm. And then game three, it's just kind of like, I'm like, after they lost game one, the Raptors don't win game ones. They won one game one and went, oh, you know, we need this game, game one. We haven't won one yet. And the next round, they get swamped for game one. Game two, they get walloped. Go back home, game three is done. I'm like, these guys are cooked. LeBron's Mm -hmm. in their head. I think this was the year where it's like, okay, you have a bench. 
and they went away from using their bench. Mm-hmm. They didn't use the bench. And I was kind of like, the same strength you guys had all season because Drones can't shoot. Your bench is the one that come and spread the lead because you got Van Fleet hitting threes, CJ Miles hitting threes. I, I think you leave under no beyond the court or you have Norman. I, I'm not a fan of Norman Powell, mm-hmm. but he's a body. And then you have uh, Portal and um, and Siakam, who's a big that can rim run. I think yeah, their yeah. bench could have blew that out, but mm. I didn't see it. And I'm like, Casey, the one advantage you have, you didn't use it. And you let LeBron sit there and bully Anunoby for four games. <laughs> and that's how I watched. I watched LeBron go one-on-one. I'm like, people watch Golden State. I'm like, you have KD guarding Brown. You got mm. Andre Iguodala guarding Brown. You got Clay guarding Brown. You got Jordan Bell. You got Biggs. It's got you. You share the load. Raptors. Mm. You can't give them the best. Like I'm not. LeBron James is the best player ever. If you ask me, over Jordan. <laughs> I have LeBron over Jordan. That's another debate. That's, That's another, another debate. But it's like you can't give the best player in the world. And as a coach, and this again going back, this is why it's way Casey's not winning Coach of the Year for me. You can't leave a rookie one on one in the playoffs against the best player potentially in the world. Mm-hmm. You give a look. It's like football. You give Tom Brady if you play zone defense, mm-hmm. you play zone defense again. You play. I guarantee you, Tom Brady's beating you on the third time. You can't mm-hmm. give great players the same look. You have to switch it up. And Dwayne Casey, as a coach, just lacks that. Bro, mm-hmm. that's me. So I, I got, I got Brad Stevens and Quinn Snyder in Utah. That. I, I don't think he, he compared to uh the season that Stevens and um and Casey had, I don't think Chris Nader really has a real chance. Yeah, but. compared to uh like yeah, definitely at the end of the day, like yeah, he yeah, he had a very good season because there's people that didn't even think Utah was gonna make the playoffs after they lost Hayward. Yeah. So they were able to turn their season around. That's very impressive at the end of the day. But yeah, I, I don't see him winning. Like, yeah, so ultimately, I really hope it goes to Stevens. Like, my gut is saying they're going to give it to Casey, which is going to piss me off. But uh, I don't know. I'll probably say that they'll give it to Casey. But I just really hope it goes to Stevens, though. Man, guess what? We got the most interesting debate to talk about. This one, this one's going to be, I actually let this one slip. Mm. Who is your rookie of the year? Tatum, Mitchell, or Simmons? Ooh. My goodness. That one is so tough, man, because I can't be biased. First of all, I'll say this right off the bat. Even though, okay, Tatum, he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. Without any bias at all, I personally think that Tatum is better than both of them. And the reason I say that, you look at, obviously, the playoffs has nothing to do with the regular season. But look what Tatum was able to do in the playoffs. Tatum Tatum is going to be a problem. Man, that kid is disgusting. (laughs) He's going to be a Simmons is nice. But Simmons can't shoot. Simmons didn't take a three all season. So after I saw this man have one point against the Celtics, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this man. <laughs> one point. Guys, he dropped one point. Not points. One point. <laughs> in, a, in a playoff game and lost. Tatum, I see, like, watching him play, and, like, I don't really watch, um, and I do. I'm lying. Let me not say and lie. I do watch um, Boston, even though I kind of like you know, the kind of uh, Horford just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't like Baines. I think Marcus Smart is so extra. But but Jason Tatum, I watched enough of him to know that he could take you down low in the post. He could cross you over. 
He can attack right. the rim. He can pass. He can shoot. It's like this guy can do everything. Uh-huh. He's really like, and Paul Pierce was a guy who I thought Paul Paul Pierce is nice, Hall of Famer, but I think he just wasn't exciting. Tatum is like the exciting version of Paul Pierce. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like, I like, I like Tatum. I'm in the front. Donovan Mitchell, um, I think he's just small. He's gonna be like a 25 point per game score, fire for the rest of his career. Mm. Between hitting, you know, that mid range, he's gonna be like that Iverson. I think he can be like a young Iverson. A lot of people mm. compare it to Dwayne Wade, but Dwayne Wade couldn't, can't, and will never be able to shoot. I mean, Dwayne Wade, he had the mid-range. He take, him out, but take him out of the mid-range, and that's it. Yeah, that's true. Like That's yeah. it. They had no, Wade, Wade had no range. Because Michael Jordan, same thing. He wasn't a three-point shooter. He was more of a mid-range guy. Like, he's, he's deadly. He's lethal from the mid-range. You bring him out to the three-point line. Yeah, he's a little iffy. When it matters, but he wasn't really a three-point shooter. Same thing with Wade. That's not really his game at the end of the day. But I don't know. Like, with Mitchell... Um, I I think I think as he grow as as he grows he's gonna get like a knockdown shot. I think he's gonna be like that because Iverson wasn't really a three point shooter like that either. But mm. you know, but he shoot it. Yeah, yeah. D Wade didn't really shoot it like that. Jordan didn't shoot it like that. But Iverson still put them shots up. They didn't. You know, he wasn't a fifty percent. He's not no Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mind Iverson shooting threes. I think Mitchell. You know, over over the years, he'll get better. Uh, Simmons doesn't even take threes, you know? So, it's like... And I think Simmons gets the stats and the rebounds because, obviously, he's 6'10", playing yeah. point guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I think, like, the fact that he gets a rebound and pushes it, that leads to a lot of those eight, those those triple doubles that, get, like, Russell gets. You know, obviously, Simmons is 6'10", so he should be getting those boards. But being listed as a point guard, mm. yeah. I don't really know. For me, um, it's so debatable. Like, like I said, for me, without any bias, I think Tatum's better than both of them. That's just my personal opinion. A lot of it, you can see the evidence what he did in the playoffs. He has the most polished game. He's the best shooter out of them. Yeah, agree, 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 agree. I agree a hundred percent. Tatum is gonna. That's your boy. I watch him. He does that. He got you guys got a good one. I know you're a Boston fan. Y'all got a good one. Exactly, man. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year only because you look at this season, like, the, especially for the majority of the season with Kyrie there, he wasn't taking that many shots. That's why he only averaged 14 points a game, even though, you know, points aren't everything, but he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. So I would say the only reason I think Simmons, like, I'm going to say Simmons is going to win, I think for the most part, because if you look at through social media and just like... Yeah, he's up, more hype. Philly has more hype. Hype until the end of the season, more so because you look at the first little bit of the season, Mitchell wasn't getting as much praise. It was more so middle of the season when Utah started turning the season around and Mitchell started going off with scoring and whatnot. He was getting more recognition. But yeah, our season it's more uh consistency in terms of uh what they were talking about, like you know, the recognition and the praise. So, because of that, I think they're probably going to lead towards Simmons, even though between them, I don't know if what to be honest, I'd probably maybe I, I, I would take mid. I see, like, I, I think that. I, I will take Mitchell because I guarantee you, and I don't think a lot of people have this particular angle on it. I do. Maybe other people do, but I'm taking credit for it. I think that if you make Donovan Mitchell the number one pick in the draft and you mm. put Simmons as a 13 pick, I think you'd give it to Mitchell. I think if Donovan Mitchell was the first pick in the draft and got that kind of clout coming out of college, because not yeah. a lot of people knew what he could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. I didn't uh-huh. know what he could do. I watched a little bit of college ball. I never really heard of him. I know I heard of him, but I wasn't really focused on him like that. He's a you know barely lottery pick. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Simmons came in as the number one pick out of LSU, blah, blah, blah. Had a lot of hype compared to LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell kind of came and flew under the radar and just went, won the dunk off, had some mm. highlights. Obviously, he's 6'3", he's undersized. Yeah, yeah. But I think even if Simmons does get it, which I do think he's going to get it, I would really like Mitchell to get it. I can agree with you. Like, yeah, I'd probably say that for my rookie of the year, yeah, I'd say maybe Mitchell, I'm leaning towards that, but I think Simmons is going to win just because based on what, upon what I was talking about, like with the media hype and everything, and especially throughout the earlier parts of the season, just more so people talking about Simmons and whatnot. So I think Simmons is probably going to get it. For sure, man, for sure. All right, well, we, we don't want to talk to people to death, but Matt, it was it was fun kicking it with you for sure. Chatting sure. up. It's been years, but you know, it's like you never missed a beat, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, well, yeah, I wanna thank Nathaniel for coming out. Um, I know kinda you had some stuff to do, so I'm gonna get back to your stuff, but I appreciate it. The people appreciate it, man, and we'll hopefully to get you back on soon. For sure. For sure. But yeah, but something's fan. I'm gonna see I'm going to try to get everybody, uh, a, a different fan from every team in the NBA on a podcast. So I got you. I got my boy, Adrian. I got my boy, Gordon. I know you guys are big Celtics fans, but I'm trying to get everybody from a different team. So I'm going to talk about teams too. But I'm going to get back up with you and we'll talk about you know free agencies. I want to hear your point. Does, does Kyrie get traded? Do you keep him? There's a lot of stuff I'm going to come back and ask you on another day. All right, yo. All right, man. Take it easy, yeah. All right, man. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. That's the podcast with me, JKB Sports, Jerome. I have my boy Nathaniel. We killed it. We talked some hoops, had our jokes. That's a real one. That's my brother. I've known him for years. So I wanted to say thank you to him. Anybody who, who wants to, again, talk about different topics, say different things, Different opinions, don't like something I say, disagree, agree. If you want to get some off, feel free to message me. My DM, my Instagram is JKB Sports. Um, my Twitter is JKB Sports. I'm, I'm here, my SoundCloud is JKB Sports. Everything is JKB Sports, so don't be scared. Hit me up, I'm always here.